Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mean Green Nation podcast, and uh, we're talking about the the NIT champs. <laughs> Can you believe it, Mr. Greg Godecker, with me on this uh, on this historic Thursday night? It's still Thursday night over here. I got one minute over here, uh, but I know where you you are. It's like tomorrow already, yeah. Uh, yeah, that one minute is about to be midnight. <laughs> um, but I'm stopping, man. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, kinda, I don't even know where to begin. You know what I mean? It's just like, there's a lot of things. I asked uh, Kai Huntsbury in the thing. It kind of stumbled out. I was getting tired or whatever. I was like, Kai Huntsbury, defensive stopper? I mean, you know, like, that was not <laughs> on the scouting report. You know what I mean? When we saw I was transferring to North Texas, and yet... He took the responsibility to guard Jelly Walker in the post game thing. He credited, you know, his teammates everybody keeping him uh, um, encouraged and all kinds of other stuff. Um, I mean, incredible game by him. I don't. It's very difficult to guard a guy that's so quick, so dynamic like Jelly Walker and Kai Huntsbury did it and initiated a lot of the offense. Yeah, I mean we. I mentioned it in in the preview that I wasn't sure, like, what was the status of Ruben's ankle? Yeah. And would he the jelly um, the, the jelly matchup? And I didn't think that he would um, because of that. But I didn't think that they would throw Huntsbury on Walker. Like, I, I thought maybe maybe it would be Tyler Perry because I thought Perry and Love, and that's kind of a mismatch in physical nature, but – you know, UAB didn't take advantage of that. But just just getting back to it, like Huntsbury, what he did on Walker was, I mean, he used his physical presence, his ability to kind of body him up, and like it just it just worked, right? He 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 shut down the driving lanes for Walker. Yeah, I think a thing that he did, like, so I think the original idea with Ruben Jones is that he's a good defender. He's quick, but he's long, and so he can make up. You know, like the gap between being the quickest guy. Maybe you're not the quickest because you're six five or whatever. Um, you're not as quick as a Jelly Walker five ten, but you can make up that space and you can close it down because you're quicker. You got length. But I thought uh, Kai, he's only like six three. You know what I mean? So six two, six three. He's a little bit taller, but he's not so tall. He's not quick, right? Like so, he was able to stay with him step for step. Um, on like the the quick changes of direction, he likes to do the hezzy. He likes to cross over, cross back, do a spin. And Kai was there the whole time. The, uh, I tweeted about it. The one where I was like, he was just working. It was like in that three minute mark. I don't have my notes in front of me, but um, he cut him off on a, on the pick and roll, and then he stayed with him through the drive. He stayed with him on the crossover. He was with him the whole way. Jelly Walker turns the ball over. That was huge. Cause on now the other end. Kai Huntsbury was in the post initiating the office, offense. And that's tough. You know what I mean? Like, he's a big guy. He's strong. But it's still hard to do that and then go be quick and go chase Jelly Walk on the other end. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, Kai Huntsbury was the MVP at his game. Uh, but, I mean, I think you, you got to give it to Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry, you know, is the best player on the squad and whatever. But Kai Huntsbury had an outstanding basketball game. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. No doubt. Just – um, yeah, unbelievable from him. I thought that, you know, Huntsbury did a great individual effort on Walker, but I thought as a team, 
they all did a good job on him. Like when, when they were, you know, UAB was initiating the high ball screen action that UAD, I'm sorry, North Texas, like Sissoko and Scott, the guys that were kind of sliding over, they were cutting down the, the passing lanes. Like he couldn't, he couldn't get the ball to Jemison was open a number of times and then they got it to him on a couple, you know, duck ins and slips. But for the majority of the first half, they couldn't get the ball to anybody else. Yeah. It was just jelly. He got cut off, and then he had to back out and start over, right? So, And that, that was just everybody as a group defending him. There in the second half, when UAB was making their run and was doing well, North Texas was a little bit tired. There was passing lanes that were starting to open up. Jelly was starting to get to the basket a little bit. You could tell <laughs> that Huntsbury, I mean, like it, he was so gat like he needed a little bit of a break and then you had Ruben on him and then really Huntsbury came back and finished it off but just uh, a tremendous team effort defensively on that guy yeah he said that in in the post game right in the uh, uh the press conference you can listen to it they'll post that one um he said you know like it, that's why it's my teammates you know it's it's part of a team effort you know uh them helping him out them being encouraging he credited that one too uh, you know, like just everything about the team, you know, Tyler Perry was talking about like the beliefs serve complete, um, loving each other every time he, he talked about that till the, you know, just all those things are cliches, but that, you know, you can really see it, you know, like it gets real tough. It gets real easy to be like, man, what are you doing? You made a mistake. You're going to lose us the championship, but they don't think that way. Um, and then, you know, like they're, they're believing each other, picking each other up. I saw a lot of good stuff, a lot of great stuff. They called Abu Usman uh, on the court, and then they were celebrating with him. Um, good stuff, you know, there. Like it just, it's it's such a together team, and we definitely won't see that team again, right? You know, like this <laughs> team was special. You could see there's also a moment where all the transfers got together, right? You got Mulai Sissoko, uh, Kai Huntsbury, Tyree Eady, Jade Martinez. They got together and they had themselves a little moment. Um, I was going to ask about that, but yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on, right? You know, Hodge crying, Ren Ren Baker had tears in his eyes. He was doing some sports crying out there. Uh, I, I was I was thinking that he was on the committee that he was going to be the one to hand it off, and I thought that was a perfect moment considering everything. You know, he left, uh, you know, before the season, you know, it, it started. I think he left before it started, um, and you know, he didn't he didn't really get to see that to completion. Uh, but he got to, to see like a little crowning moment. He was there for the CBI, and he's here for the the NIT, uh, you know, trophy handoff. I thought that was an, a special moment there. Um, you know, Grant was you know, he's, he's a little teary eyed. He was thanking some people, uh, thanking his parents. Um, you know, lots of moments, absolute scenes. Uh, and do I have a pocket full of confetti? You know I do. You know I do. <laughs> yeah. My wife was like, text Adam, tell him to get us some confetti. The kids will want it. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have enough confetti to go around for a few people, but, you know, I, I, I can't give it all away. I got like a nice, you know, big handful. Um, you know, the crowd support was great. Uh, I thought everybody was in it the whole time. The, it was electric. There was not a lot of people. Like the place wasn't filled up, but it was loud and people were cheering. And when it was nervous time, everybody was nervous and cheering for him. You could hear it. Uh, shout out to the UNLV band for filling in for the Green Brigade. Uh, you know, they, they were enthusiastic. They played well. Um, 
I, from a basketball perspective, I thought that big change, putting Kai Huntsbury on Jelly Walker, allowed Ruben to be at the three spot, and it allowed him to be big on like a Lovin or like a Brewer or whoever else they had there, because or, or buff, you know, like buffing, like those guys were getting those second, third chances for UAB in that in that semifinal game in, in Frisco. And because, like, Ruben's not guarding Jelly, he can be around to just kind of challenge, to box out, to get his hands on a ball. Uh, I thought the team did a great job of turning defense to offense. They would get it and they would go run. You saw Tyler Perry um, on one. I think he stole it. He kicked it ahead to, to Kai, and then he started screaming, Kai, 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 at about half court. And, you know, Kai sees him, and he, you know, he looks him off and dribbles to the middle of the court the way you're supposed to. And then kicks it out to, to Tyler Perry, catch, shoot, three on the break, money time. Um, you know, that that is, you know, entertainment, entertaining basketball. And that's also like, you know, you think you're like, oh, that's kind of, maybe you're old school. And you think, that's a little risky, right, shooting it there. Don't you want to kind of get a layup? Um, Tyler Perry is a great three-point shooter. And he it was hard for him to get any looks at the basket. And so if you got a rhythm shot on the break like that, that is about as good of a look as you can get, you know, you can generate. So, yeah, you take that one. I know that's not controversial now to, like, the modern basketball consumer, but there's still some old school guys out there like, oh, I like to see him throw it down into the post. <laughs> yeah. You know, getting back to your point about Ruben, I mean, what he does best at times is, is freelance, like just getting into passing lanes, deflections, things like that. So, you know, like you said, him not being on Walker allowed him to be able to do that, to do a little bit of the freelancing to help, you know. I didn't think Brewer was going to have a great game anyways. Like, I mean, I was looking through, like, some of his stats. Like, he would have a big game, and then the next game he would have, like, two points or something like that. So, I didn't, you know, he he hadn't, he played okay versus us, but he never played really well. So, I didn't think he was going to have a good game. I was worried about how Sissoko would be able to handle Jemison and then Davis coming in right after it. Because, like I mentioned in the preview, it's one thing when you have Usman there to take one of those guys and then you get to handle the other one versus now you got to guard both those guys for 34 minutes in the game, yeah. right? While, while, you're, while you're doing your whole fasting thing, like that, that – that was a tremendous effort from him. Like he just, you know, he didn't have a lot of points, but man, what he did defensively against both those guys was just, I mean, it's spectacular. Yeah. I mean, you go down the list, right? Everybody did something. We talked about this a lot about it being a team game. Uh, you know, we joked about it. Like, you know, like uh, if, if Matt Stone, you're not going to say, Hey, Matt Stone, go get, go give me 20 points out there. And that if you're doing that, you're doing it wrong. Right. You, everybody's playing a role, but you still need a Matt Stone out there. You need him to be getting rebounds. You need him to, uh, you know, to hustle. He did. He did well. He did well in his role tonight. Um, There's just so much good, uh, even when it was bad, right? Even when when UAB was making a run, I think Martinez kind of fouled somebody here and there. You know, you got coached up on the sideline, uh, but you know, everybody's playing hard. They they didn't get discouraged. They kept at it. They kept working the offense. Even when UAB was using that that one three one zone and, and trapping hard, uh, you can see an adjustment they made. They stuck Ruben Jones at that one, so it's Ty Perry. I mean, it was Kai Huntsbury, Ruben Jones. You get a little bit more height, 
change up the look a little bit, and then they can't help as much because you got Kai in the corner. I mean, uh, Tyler Perry in the corner. Now, he missed a couple of those, but it still changed the dynamic. Like, here's, here's the other thing, is that uh, Tyler Perry didn't shoot that well in this game. Where is he at? He's, uh, well, he's, seven, he's three of nine from three, right? Like, that that's not... He's 33%, and there was a, uh, a second there before he hit that, that step back and, you know, I say, get got, Jelly. Um, before he cooked him up, you know, it was, you know, it's two of eight. He, he was, he was, I don't think he's struggling, but the ball wouldn't fall. He, yeah, he had like a bunch of shots that went in and like came back out. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah. ah, man, they were, they were right there. Yeah, he had like two of those. One was like the little step one from like the like above the break, or the one he likes that one, like in that that uh, on the left side. He missed that one, and then you know what? Scott missed one too. He had it wide open. It was just not falling. It was not. There were not bad looks. Uh, I thought there was good form. They took it with confidence. It just didn't go in. Ruben Jones had one at the top of the key too. I don't think. Look, I, I gotta say, I don't know. I, I've been telling everybody this whole this whole week. I haven't had. Um, like a feeling like this, um, since since North Texas was hosting UTSA in that game where they blew them out, right? They undefeated UTSA, like an ir- irrational belief. Not, it's not irrational. To, to, you know, North Texas is only a two point underdog. They're, they're very good, but I'm saying like you know all the series of events, North Texas to win this whole thing. I felt that as soon as they they lost that UAB game, and you know uh, Tyler Perry said that as soon as Mac walked into the locker room, he said. We're gonna go play the NIT, and so they've had the they, they're gonna do it. Um, you know, I, I've been joking how how much I believed about the hotel room. I booked the whole week. Uh, I did that a long time ago before they even made the Vegas, uh, you know, portion of the tournament. Um, I had no like no doubts. I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Like you know, intellectually, yeah, they're gonna lose. You got it's tough to burn. But I just felt like you know what? They're just gonna go with it. <laughs> that they they have all the tools to get the best. You know, Tyler Perry said, "I'm the best player on the best team with the best coaches, best teammates." Um, yeah, they got all that, and you know, like it just takes a little luck, and then they go out there and make their own luck by playing super hard and believing in each other. Yeah, I uh, I I felt like going into this game. I, I was telling people, I was like, UAB's got some coming for them. Like, I, I felt like North Texas was going to come out just extremely locked in, extremely focused, and they were. And then UAB kind of hit them back. And even when North Texas was struggling in the second half for that stretch, I was like, look, if they can just get to the under four timeout and be there or have a little bit of a lead, they will be just fine because they're just they're going to find a way to win this game. And I tweeted it out. I was like, the last, the, the three most clutch players on this team, it was Aaron Scott, it was Kai Hunsberry, it was Tyler Perry. And each one of those dudes hit buckets down the stretch. I mean, huge buckets, right? They made the winning plays um, on the offensive side of the ball. And so, like, I, I'm like, you, yeah, like, I felt comfortable, you know, like, I, I felt good against Wisconsin. I thought we'd win that game. I know we had to battle back and, and do all that. But I felt good, you know, especially in this game, too. Like, this was just a, I don't know, you know, maybe you say, like, the team of destiny. Like, they they deserved what they got, right? Like, they earned that tonight. Like, I, you could say anything you want as, as us as fans and, and what we did and, and tried to help. Like, for me, superstitious beliefs, I have <laughs> eaten, except for, like, one or two games, a chick 
filet chicken biscuit <laughs> for breakfast with bacon on it for like 35 games. <laughs> I've listened to the same four songs in the morning of those days. Right. Like I've worn the same clothes for each one. Now I wash them in between the games, but like, like I stuck to the routine all year long. So I, I put it my effort too. Yeah. You're a big part of the, the, 30, the 30, 31 wins. That was, uh, um, dude, I think it was, so what was it one time? Um, I was joking to somebody. I just kind of, I called it in this way. It's like, I only said it just because it's like the same feeling. I don't know where it was. I just had an irrational confidence. So it was that, that UTSA, uh, um, you know, UNT game. Another time was in 2016. I was like, you know what? I, I you know, I think the the, the, the Cavaliers down 3-1. I was like, you know what? It will be great if uh, Kyrie Irving crosses up Steph Curry and hits the three in his face to win the game, you know, in game seven. I got that, that's just what's going to happen. And that, that's basically what happened. Um Every once in a while, I, I get this little vision, and, and I feel like I'm right. I just felt like they were going to win this game. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know. It, the way they did it was the more impressive part, right? So, like, um, they corrected all the mistakes. I, I felt like this team could beat FAU. I felt like they were going to win or they could win the Conference USA tournament. And it was a shock. I was just as shocked that they had that 10-minute stretch, right, to start that game. And... I mean, I said it was a blessing in disguise in this way is that they didn't lose the rest of the year, right? <laughs> Since that point, yeah. that was the only blip. They played such good basketball, blew out Middle Tennessee, a great team, yeah, a good team. Blew out Western, a talented team. Um, blew out Louisiana Tech. They have some talent. You lose against UAB. But then Alcorn State, Sam Houston, Oklahoma State, Wisconsin, and then you get some revenge in this one. All good teams. <laughs> Without your starting center, yeah, without yeah. your starting center, uh, uh, Sissoka was uh, he had six points in this game, and he had look, he had a huge bucket. He caught caught in the middle of the zone. He turned. He was like, <laughs> "Well, it's time to hit a jumper, the, the Sissoka jumper, unleash it off the backboard and in." Um, you know, <laughs> he that was that bucket was at four fifty four, and I think cut the lead. Was it, did he push up? It's, it made it fifty four, fifty seven. I forget the I forget the the deal. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, I think he, he did. He give us the lead. I can't remember now. I can't we remember. had the, and I think he extended it. There you go. Yeah, um, six points for him. Four in the first half. He had that two points in the second. He played nineteen minutes in the second half. Uh, he, he said, "You you can't say enough about what he did in this stretch here." that I know a lot of fans were wondering about him coming here because the first half of the season he didn't perform like a guy that's a fourth-year dude. You know, we had expectations. And, you know, you and I were saying it, like a lot of it is getting used to the way that North Texas plays basketball, the way they practice basketball, and the expectations they have on people. It's not just like, hey, you have talent, you come in and you can play. It's like, sure, do you have talent, but then do you have the, um, you know, the the discipline – the self-discipline to play here and then to and to you know be criticized and to you know said to trust his teammates and he he earned a spot for himself he earned his minutes and he has been more than amazing in the last you know month that's what it is <laughs> yeah if if you don't have Sissoko you don't win this tournament no he went up, it, it, like, I was reading, you know, a couple of the analysis, right, like some national ones, and some people I respect. 
they kept pointing that out. They're like, you know, uh, Oklahoma State, they got CSA and they got so-and-so. I don't know if North Texas is going to be able to battle that out. It's probably going to just be, their, you know, like the Achilles heel. And then, you know, that didn't happen. Um, and I think the, the writing about the Wisconsin game was, hey, Wisconsin's not going to go away from their bread and butter like Oklahoma State did. Uh, and Sissoko was big late in that game. Um, I mean, he, he got help, obviously. He had Aaron Scott in there balling out, doing a great job, uh, you know, being the second big. But if there's no Sissoko in that one, if he doesn't play as well as he does against Wisconsin, they're not in the championship game. And in this one, I thought he did a hell of a job against, uh, against Jemison, against Buffin in there. Uh, and then the other thing is that he has to get rebounds against a bunch of athletes that like to fly in there. Taven Lovin likes to fly in there. Uh, both Brewer kids like to do the same thing. Um, Tony, Tony, <laughs> he, he does. You know, he's an athlete too. That it's not just battling the big and to getting a rebound. It's getting a rebound over some leapers and stuff. Great job by him. Yeah, I felt like this game was his, his most in, impressive game. The Oklahoma State game, like. Oklahoma State had a bunch of shot blockers, and they were trying to kill us by blocking our shot. And, like, he did a good job of just being in position. And then against Wisconsin, it's a little bit difficult because those guys don't block shots, and they're just – they're going to be in position, right? And, you know, we had no offensive rebounds in the first half of that game. And, you know, he did a good job in the second half of shutting down their big guy and then getting some offensive rebounds, getting some tip-outs. And then, again, tonight just – you know, what he did for the amount of minutes that he had to play and contributing on both ends. And like you said, under the conditions that he played him, right? Because, you know, he's doing doing Ramadan, so there's no food. And the thing is, there's more sunlight here in Las Vegas than there is, uh, you know, if we were playing this up in the Northeast, he could probably get get away with it a little quicker. Um, He had a huge offensive rebound at a minute 11 seconds. I, I tweeted about it. North Texas was up four. Uh, in that one, and I think like somebody shot it from the corner, and he pulled down a huge rebound. Yes, I mean that was killed the clock. Here's the unfortunate thing, like, and I don't like seeing this happen. Like, North Texas got away twice with a shot clock violation, and got points off of it. Like Ruben, I, I think it was Ruben who shot that ball. Um, actually, the, the one that I think about Huntsbury shot it. And he got the rebound from it, or so one of the two. But it was both times that it was clearly a shot clock violation for North Texas. But they got the rebound; they didn't stop it, and then they made a shot. So there was no dead ball, and they couldn't go back and check it. And like it, it just sucks for for you know because I know UAB fans are out there pointing to that saying like, "Oh man, the shot clock burned us." Look, North Texas was going to win anyways. <laughs> Like, they did enough to win. I, it sucks that that happened. I, look, they got bailed out on the Jelly Walker three because there ain't no way in hell that Huntsbury <laughs> fouled that dude. He didn't he didn't touch him. He didn't breathe on him. He didn't do anything. So you got points from that. You had your opportunity, and you had other opportunities to win the game. It just sucks that your referees in an NIT championship game can't get that straight. UAB had 31 free throws. And they made 24 of them. That's 77%. Uh, North Texas had 11 free throws, and they made 10. The only guy to miss was Kai Huntsbury. Uh, and I mean, I think there's always chances. There's always refs calling this, that, and the other. Um, you know, North Texas has certainly been a victim of some terrible refereeing sometimes. Um, I, I think that 
I don't know. I think that the perception in this game was like that North Texas couldn't be as physical, but UAB could. Uh, there was kind of the, the vibe amongst everybody on the lower section there. Um, I mean, look, North Texas played well. Um, UAB is a little bit flawed. I mean, they, you know, they won 29 games. They're not that flawed. But they're, we, we've seen enough of UAB. We know, we know what's up with them, that they're very hit or miss and that they rely heavily on Jelly Walker to be great. You know, he played 40 minutes, and we made him work. You know, he, he shot 6 of 14, which is, you know, not amazing. But normally he'll shoot like, you know, 28 shots, 30 shots. He didn't get a lot of shots off because it was a great job making him work, taking the ball out of his hands, making other guys do some things. Like, I think you tweeted about Buffin hitting some threes. He went two or three, and he was kind of talking some noise. But that was it, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, I'd, look, if, if uh, Buffin beats us, then that Buffin beats us, K.J. Buffin. You don't want Jelly Walker to beat you. Because right, if Buffin's shooting like that, then, you know, whatever, what are we going to do? But that means that their best guy, the guy they feed off of in Jelly Walker, he's not doing his thing. Uh, and, you know, I thought he played okay, uh, but he, de- he he didn't play that 32-point, you know, just make everything uh, kind of basketball that he did in Frisco. And, you know, I, again, credit Kai Huntsbury because he had the primary uh, job of defending him. He matched him. Jelly Walker had 21. Kai Huntsbury had 21. And he was guarding them the whole game. Jelly Walker was hanging out, guarding uh, Tyler Perry in the corner sometimes when we do that. And he, you know, he didn't, he didn't really do a whole lot. Yeah, I, I thought great job by our guys. Great team defense, the credit of the team defense. But individually, Kai Huntsbury had the toughest job. Two games in a row. And the, and these two in Vegas, shut down Chucky Hepburn. Shut down. He shut down. He made it difficult for Jelly Walker. And he's a great player. So you make it difficult for him. You know, he scores 21 points. You feel like you did a great job against him, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, take a bow. Um, let's see, what what else? Uh, here's the other thing. Out-rebounded him, 36-30. to 30. That was one of those things that they talked about. So they just came out, UAB, last time, and they out-rebounded us, said Mac. 36-30 um, to 30 in this time. It was every rebound was going North Texas' way. I think about halftime it was like 20-16. to 16. But then UAB started cutting into that when they got a few rebounds and they got a few threes, and it was like 22 to 21. But North Texas always held a small rebounding edge, and I think that's what you kind of talk about. Like you know, you just you just got to play through some of that run. You just got to make it happen. North Texas had 14 fast break points compared to UAB's 10. That that's how many fast break points they've had all year, right? <laughs> yeah. If you would have told me going into this game, North Texas is going to outscore UAB in fast break points, I would have been like, ain't no way. No way. Yeah, you know, and so uh, Tyree Eady had eight minutes in this game. But they were crucial minutes because he was spot. He was uh, uh, um, yeah uh, replacing Aaron Scott, who played 32, right? Aaron Scott had a great game, 14 points, 10, 6 of 10 shooting, um, you know, 2 of 2 at the free throw line, 7 rebounds. He had an assist. He was he was all over the place. Um, Edie came in and did something. He's you know scored a point. He can't use his his wrist is broken. You know, and they they've been trying to see if he can. If he, he he holds it behind him so that way nobody hits it. You can see one. He reached over. It was on the right side of his body, but he reached over with his left hand and ended up getting a rebound over two UAB dudes. That's you know you talking about toughness. That's physical toughness. It's mental toughness. It's all those good things you talk about. Uh, you play eight minutes with a broken wrist, 
you know, get a couple rebounds, score a point, uh, score two points, and you know, like that's that was needed. You spelled Aaron Scott for a little bit, and Aaron Scott, you know, needed some rest because he was all over the place. Again, Edie's been a big like people will say like, oh, he hasn't been that big part of the team, but he has been throughout the year. Like he he was a he was a starter all season long until you know the broken wrist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he. He played 10 minutes against Sam Houston, six against Oklahoma State, two against Wisconsin, and the seven or eight minutes that he played tonight. Like, so you're down two of your starters, and you still won the NIT. Yeah. And getting back to like, – Testament he hit to a, the depth on the team. Yeah, go ahead. Edie hit a three with a broken wrist against Sam Houston. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he needed to be like Mike uh, Mike Miller and switch hands, I guess. You lefty or something. I was thinking about that today. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, here's the other thing. Jade Martinez, right? Seven minutes, and he kind of, he turned the ball over once, and he fouled somebody. But I thought that put-back dunk, that was huge. That was one of them uh, energizer dunks. He gets the dunk. The whole crowd gets excited. Everybody's hyped about it. That was huge. Uh, and then, you know, credit Scott on that one because he was running out. Uh, he he should have gotten an assist. It, it, really just a rebound put back for it for uh, uh Jaden martinez but scott gets it dribbles uh avoids content he, he like basically lobbed to himself because he lost the ball then jumped up caught it in the air and then tried to make the layup missed Jaden martinez comes flying behind him and punches it yeah you know. i mean you look at both those guys martinez and Edie. like maybe they didn't contribute as much as people thought that they would but they were great veteran players like i have no doubt that you know, the way that North Texas constructed this roster, this team this year, McCaslin said it was his best team going into the season. We probably didn't think it after the first two games, right? But it came to fruition, right? They they had, it was a well-balanced, and like I said already, it was a well-put-together team. They had guards that could score in multiple ways. They had big guys that could score in the post. And then they had some veteran leadership. You had the veterans that were already there, but I mean, to get a guy like Edie, who's you know played a lot of games, same thing with Martinez. Like I think that that leadership helped them stay together through the adversity during games, especially like tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that you can. It's it's all those little things, right, that help build up the team. Um, like you said, you got veteran dudes, um, and they they all contributed in some way, right? And like sometimes. And the team said this, I feel like I'm quoting them here again, is that sometimes it's one guy, sometimes it's the next guy. Somebody always has to step up. And I think the credit to them, because it's easy to say, right? It's hard to do in real life. And they believe it, and they are happy for each other, that there was times when Jaden Martinez was playing a lot more minutes, and then, you know, now he's not. Uh, if, if you told me, like, around January 5th, and you're like, hey, you know what? In the NIT final... Mulai Sissoko is going to play 33 <laughs> minutes. Jaden Martinez is going to play seven. And Abu Usman is not going to be in the court. I'm like, uh, what? How did we get to the NFL final? <laughs> yeah. How'd that happen? Like, what, you know, what, what is the story there? Um, I mean, hey, look, NIT champs. That's the thing. Uh, it, it's a special year. Uh, a moment, I saw people already tweeting. I haven't checked my phone because my phone died while I was in the court taking pictures. Um, uh, yeah, did they announce Grant McCaslin or something like that? I know some people are saying yeah, something. Yeah, he got a six-year, $18 million deal to Texas Tech for three. 
uh, three million per year. North Texas is promoting Ross Hodge to be the head coach, and he is getting a five-year deal. I don't know how much money Hodge is getting though. All right, yeah, you can you can see it in everybody's eyes. It was a little bit like this is done. Um, you know, I, I I think this is a great way to go out. Right, five years ago, exactly to the day, North Texas won the CBI. Right with Ren Baker, we were talking about year two of Grant McCaslin and how you know like how it's going to be something, um, you know, five years yeah. later, NIT champs, and yeah. a NCAA tournament win, first ever, you know, first in ever. Like this is the deepest they went. They went to the NIT two times in a row. That's never happened in North Texas history. You win the thing, you get a raise a banner. You got cut down the nets. They won a championship with this team. Um, he's won a championship. You know, there's been like three different versions of North Texas uh, under his reign, right? There was like the Ryan Woolridge team. They won. There was the, uh, you know, J, uh, uh, Javion Hamlet version. They won. And then there's the Tyler Perry version. Uh, and they win, you know? Like, so everybody got some wins. Everybody got something. And, you know, like, I think Tyler Perry mentioned that. He's like, it started out with Hammer and those guys and, you know, Zach Simmons and, and and Bell, a winning tradition is happening here at North Texas and in various ways, right? You win a regular season title in Conference USA. You win the tournament title in Conference USA. You win another regular season title in Conference USA. Um, a couple Conference USA Player of the Years. You win an NIT tournament, you know. Uh, you got a CBI. Back. Look, I don't ever want to win another CBI. You know, I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs> Let's not ever win that again. But... I can take another NIT and one of those, like, we got a young team or something like that. I can take another NIT. next. I don't want to do the next year. Next year is going to be in Indiana uh, at Butler. Um, but, you know, I think next year is going to be different. I don't know what the expectations are going to be. You don't know what, who's coming back or what it's going to look like or, you know, who's going to be on the staff. But now is not the time to look at it yet. Right now is the time to celebrate. Um, and so <laughs> I'm going to go downstairs and go drink a little too much. With everybody else that's downstairs, uh, some other people are going to Fremont Street right now. I'm gonna do a little of that. Um, I mean, y'all, y'all probably listen to it in your car or something. I know some people are saying that, and I got an early flight out, so I got to be responsible. Can you believe it? What was I thinking, trying to fly out a Friday morning? <laughs> but yeah. you know, gotta be up in a, in a few hours too. But yeah, I, I, all day long, I was kind of reflecting back. I was. Thinking about everything like you've you've mentioned, all the accolades, right? And it it was tough not to be emotional because, like, you know, I, I love basketball. I love watching it. And, you know, to have Grant McCasson do what he did with the people that he brought in, right? It's it's not really so much the, the accolades that make it special. It's the people. Like, these are all good individuals. Like, people like that you root for, that you, you want to see be successful in life and so to me that's what what stuck out the most like you know every one of them earned it deserved it McCaslin has earned the Texas Tech job Ross Hodge has earned to be the head coach at, at North Texas now um, so it was just you know for me it was it was a lot to take in I didn't want to see it end um, I'm happy that it ended the way that it did, you know, that was just a, a great moment for the university. And if, if you're one of those people that was out there watching and you've never watched before and you've never listened to this podcast, 
please show up at the games next year. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think so. That was that was the thing, right? Like uh, uh, that everybody was saying here. So like the president, you know, he came down. He was like, "We're gonna make this a tradition. This winning, we're gonna get and support our team. We're gonna come out here." You know, that was all pregame hype, but. That's been the theme of the administration now, right? Like, I think uh, uh, Mosley said something similar. Like, it's time to show up. Everybody's got to show up. Uh, I was talking with a friend of the show, uh, you know, before the game, and we were saying something similar. Like, it's a lot of setting the tone that, you know, there's a lot of people who saw the fun people had out here in Vegas. And then they're like, oh, I should have went out there. Like, oh, I was kind of last minute and this, that, and the other. Maybe next time I'll go. So then North Texas' job is to make sure there's a next time, a, a place to go, right? A postseason tournament, the NCAA tournament, something. And then the fans' job is to, to you know, respond to that. But like you said, it's to show up to the games and enjoy the basketball that's happening in front of you. Um, so, But the, the other part is, right, that, like, we got to get used to it, right? We've never been in back-to-back runs into the NIT. We've never went to the NIT, you know, semifinal round, which is the one where you go somewhere. Um but now that you know, right, you know that March is for postseason tournaments. So maybe you don't plan your, your trip somewhere else. Maybe, I was, you know, I was joking last time. I was like, hey, look, save a little money. Put on a reward program. See what I mean? Like find a credit card that gives you the airline miles. Uh, you know, sign up for a reward program. At the hotel. I don't know. Do whatever you got to do so that way you're, like, ready. You know, like, hey, look, March comes around. I'm going to want to travel. Maybe it's down the road. You know, I got to get in a car and drive over to Stillwater, uh, you know, save up your PTO, you know what I mean, make, make friends with your boss, do what you got to do, because, like, that, that's, that's what you can do, right, how can I support that, is like, right now, you got a year before March comes around, is you, you, you start, you start making time to support North Texas postseason basketball, you know, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun this week, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a little tiring. Uh, I mean, I said all that, and I also worked this week. So I was working during the day on on phone calls, doing my job, and then I go uh, <laughs> afterwards and try to go cover this game, um, you know, and, and, and trying to enjoy this, the time. This whole, this whole month has been, you know, there's been joy and there's been pain, and, you know, it, it got to end with joy. It's just been, it's been a whirlwind of uh, a year for North Texas, you know, like I said, it started out, didn't look like it was going to be as good as we thought. Um, but it's been a magical season. And really just this month, like I said, it's been, I went to bed last night and I was like, man, I'm just so worn out. Like, it's just so much basketball. It's just hard to concentrate on your real work because you're just like, well, you know, the, the Texas Tech stuff, you know, who's going to be the next head coach? Yeah. We're, yeah. we're playing UAB again for the fourth time. And like, Oh, man, this is this is a lot, but you know, I, I'm grateful that we got to witness it. Yeah, let me let me do something. We got like ten minutes. Nobody ever listens to this part of the show, so let me let me talk about it. Um, shout out to Luke Della, uh, to you know Taylor Bryan, to uh, you know the AD, the, the administration, North Texas. They make covering it as like uh, you know what we are, a little independent site, easy. Yeah, you know, they treat us uh, they treat us well. They give us the access that we asked for, um, and you know we try to do a good job to make it worth uh, worth their time. Um, but they've been great. Shout out to Jordan Step, Conference USA. Uh, same deal. He's always he's nothing been uh, he's never been anything but great. 
um, you know, again, to, to us and, and to associated people around us. Um, we're gonna, I'm gonna try the podcast on Sunday, the regular podcast. Hey. Shout out to our wives for putting us up, <laughs> yeah. putting up with us throughout this March. We can go back to being loving husbands and not yeah. sitting in TV watching basketball. I got to go, go cut some grass. and uh, I, th- I think I got to go put a new dryer cover on the side of the house. It's <laughs> another thing on the to-do list. I'm like, All right, I can't think about that right now. <laughs> As exactly. squirrels get in, let them get in, let them be warm, you know? Right now, yeah, no, my, my wife was like, you know, if, if I'm not here, you know, you can read to the kids. I'm like, look, this is a close game going on right now. You know what you've been told. But when we got married, there was a, an understanding that church, like, that was my time, and you don't bother me. You don't ask me to do an extra chore. Yeah, I'm going to be a great husband 11 months out of the year, you know? Yeah, I'm just asking for one month. One yeah. month. I mean, my wife was watching. She she said, like, I put the kids to bed early, and uh, as I'm watching this game. She had a, she had a beer. She tweeted me, at, like, at the North Texas Glass one. Like, mine won like that. I broke it. So it's just, we just got the one. It's the lucky one. Um, hey, so, like, so I'm saying about all those people, I, great great job by them. Uh, they were great uh, to us. And I think what, you know, like, I've been saying this sort of, like, to other people on the side. Like MeanGreenNation.com, where I've been trying to to move this in a little bit of a different direction, um, and you know, I had some positive conversations with some people around it, and so I don't want to promise anything that I can't deliver right now. Uh, I know I've mentioned before the NIL thing that is still in the works, but just like I said, I just want to do the greatest job of doing that. And the same thing with the other one. I, I'd rather take smaller steps than just start saying making big promises and nothing happens, right? So. Um, uh, a lot of that hinting in, in him and Ha is to say that uh, you can expect a, a lot more content on MeanGreenNation.com, dot uh, com, a lot more value, I guess, for your membership too. Uh, we're gonna try to get it a little bit more to recruiting in the right way to do that, and um, you know, like I said, we just gotta line everything the right way. Um, Aldo's gonna come back talk some football. I mean, we joke about that. Greg's a basketball guy; he loves basketball, um, and you know, Aldo talks football with me, so that that's kind of the split that we do there. Um, and you know, but I, I think we're going to try to, I've been having a bunch of conversations about this. We're going to try to, to expand more to the recruiting conversations because I know there's a big interest in that, right? So we'll, we'll see what's up there and there'll be more to come. Um, so that's what you can expect from us. We're going to do our like Sunday podcast again. We'll try to keep that regular for you because I know everybody enjoys it. Uh, and so, so we'll, we'll do that. You know what I found out? A disturbing thing. This is sort of on the side. My brother some point in the last five years decided to be a cleveland browns fan and i was like oh my god i was like it's probably greg calling him up or something like that on the sneak telling him (laughs) there's a lot of us out there right there's a lot of us out there and we're just we're just hoping for our moment right i um today was a major league baseball um stuff and i turned the guardians on which used to be the indians after North Texas yeah. one, of course. Of course, they give up a three-run homer to Seattle in the eighth inning. Like, was, well, that's just Cleveland baseball for you. But, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, that's what it is. Like, you, you, you're over there praying to the basketball gods, to the sports gods, and saying, "Please, no fouls." No fouls. And so you're using it all up right here. And so, uh, you know what? If all the teams I care about, the Rangers, you know, I think the Rangers did on pretty good today. But you know, like maybe it means that the the Guardians there played they have a poor opening march, right? And then you just got to live with that a little bit. 
for like for me, for my Cleveland um, fandom, for it's not the Cavaliers. It's really it's just the Browns and and the Guardians, and a lot of it has to do with with my dad, yeah. right? Um, my dad's up there in age now. He's like, well, I'm trying to think how old I am. He's he's under eighty, right? Yeah. But I want them to win, so that he. Can, can enjoy it too, and, and I've had a lot of moments with my dad watching games, and I call him, you know, every Sunday after a Browns game. I call him every day after a Guardians game. I call him every day after a North Texas game, or the same day with him, right? And it's just, you know, I, I'm having getting to have those moments with him because I know that someday he's not going to be around, yeah. right? And and so that's what that you know those sports teams means to me is that like I hope they win you know, so that I can have one more moment with him. So didn't mean to make it emotional here at the end. No, but. no, like that, that's the kind of stuff, like, you know, everybody has reasons for liking the things they like, right? I mean, and and caring about stuff, it, it is emotional. There's no rational reason to watch some college kids play basketball. Um, but it's all the other stuff about it, right? Like you grew up watching it, um, you love the sport, um, you know, you, you make the friends, it, it, just all the other stuff about it, right? That's what makes it special. Um, like, I mean, you know, so a you know, friend of the show, Damon, I mean, he and I, he was taking pictures of the 2017 uh, Conference USA Tournament. We're watching Marshall win, hold up the trophy, and he tells me, he's like, dude, this could be North Texas. I'm like, yeah, they're there. I believe in it. Wouldn't it be great for you and me to be right here when they do it? Because I think it's going to happen in Conference USA. Now, they did do it. I wasn't there. <laughs> I didn't get to go that one. But it was... It was extra special to see them do it here in Vegas. Um, you know, it's a little emotional to watch them. Like, they fucking did it, man. North Texas won a thing, right? Um, you know, a, a major thing. It, it, like, I think somebody texted me. I, get, I didn't get to respond. I got a lot of texts to go through. Um, it was like something like, would you compare winning the NIT to, like, winning a New Year's Six Bowl game? I don't know if it's a New Year's Six. This is more like winning the Cotton Bowl, maybe. Like, like, like it used to be great, but now it just kind of fell down a little bit. It's not part of the rotation. I don't know. Like the cotton ball in off year or something. Like I don't think so because I think like if you would have won a New Year's Six Bowl or something like that, it would carry more weight with the media, and I think there would be more benefit from it versus like you know winning the NIT. Like it's, I think winning the NIT is like it's great for your program. It's it's a building block if if you have people coming back for the next season um but i don't don't think it's like on par with with those high level bowl games that's just like i I think you get more bang for your buck now like with fau being in the final four even if they don't win the championship like they're gonna reap you know the rewards for this even after dusty may left because there's gonna be some coach that you know once dusty may's gone is gonna be like well you know I can go win there if he won there, right? With <laughs> yeah. those crap facilities. And it's probably going to be a pretty good coach anyways. Like, you know, Wichita State kept it up, but they invested heavily in their program. VCU kind of the same way after Shock and Smart. And and maybe FAU becomes the program that invests a lot of money in there. But, you know, I just, I think like the New Year's Six Bowl probably carries a little bit more weight than an NIT. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a direct comparison to the to the um, like the New York Six Bowl games, like a football one. Like the NCAA tournament is the end all be all for college basketball. Uh, the NIT is not that prestigious, and it's fine. 
right? It doesn't need to be um, the thing. Like I said, the NIT is fine. It's been like my running thing. But it's there to win it. You got to go win it. Like there, there's a, there's there's history. Uh, it it matters. It's important. Um, you know, it's not like a thing that you want to make like the focus of your program. Like we win NIT tournaments. That's what we do. Like that's not really that you know big of a deal. But it's it not. Should be the starting point. Huh? It should be the starting point. Yeah, like you can at least win an NIT. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is like you want to go p- compete for national championships, right? That's how you should focus your your programs. Um, and I think, uh, you know, like that, that's the way you do it. Cause you fall short. Like, I mean, you know, if you believe them, right. They, they said they, they want to compete for national championships. Um, and then along the way, they won a couple conference USA championships, uh, but you know, three regular season ones and then, a, and then a tournament one, is it two, two, two and one, and then, and then the NIT, right. And then a CBI, like that's winning stuff. You go out there, you, you play to win trophies. You want to hang banners, right? That's what you want to do. And so whatever it is, you aim for the biggest one and you pick up all the little ones on the way, right? Uh, you know, like Tyler Perry won Conference USA Player of the Year. That's one of those goals. He won Player of the Tournament or Most Outstanding Player. That's another goal, right? That's, that's how you do it. And it's doing all the things along the way to, that you were aiming for the national championship that won you the NIT one, that won you the Conference USA one, the one Defensive Player of the Year or uh, Defensive Team, All Team for Ruben Jones, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's already a new era. It's going to be Ross Hodge, so it's new, but it's just different. It's it's kind of the same, right? Um, I think Grant McGaslin did. I don't say he think he did everything that he could have done here, but I think he did about all you can ask, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, can, I can ask for more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because Johnny Jones put us in like, hey, we can – I wrote about the Johnny Jones one, right, in his last one. I was like, you know what? This is the standard now. Like North Texas competes for Sun Belt championships. We can expect to be in here. Now, maybe you're like, well, I don't know, they're gonna get non conference bit, whatever. But you can say every year we should expect to win the Sun Belt tournament. Uh, and then going next year, whatever conference USA is. And then they fell short of that, right? Tony Benford, everybody fell short. Um, you know, the per- people that hired Tony Benford, Tony Benford himself. Uh, the team, the players, recruiting staff, everybody fell short. It was not a good program. And it lost a lot of momentum that was built up in the Johnny Jones years, right? It took a long time to get people hyped up again because Johnny Jones had the super pit filled up. And then, you know, you waste a few years on Tony Benford's program and you lose all that momentum. You got to start over again. And so Grant McGasson had to start it over again. And I think there's some people who felt burnt by it and didn't want to fully commit, didn't want to love. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe that, that happened to them. Maybe they felt like Grant was going to leave or something like that. But uh, um, I think what we, what we can say is that the mark of the next step for this program is continuing it and not just being a coach-centric program, right? Middle Tennessee did a great job, and then they didn't transition very well, right? They got very terrible very quick. Uh, that's not good. Uh, we don't want that. We don't want to have a blip of a season. Um, I want this squad to compete seriously for an American title next year, right? Like in this, you say it all the time, right? In this age of college basketball, that's not an unreasonable ask, right? You know, like you can you can find guys. They found four transfers that played a huge part in an, in an NIT championship. Look, you know, before McCaslin, like 
you know, well, he kind of accepted the job for tech like last week, but that doesn't mean that the boosters and the athletic department didn't try to still get him to stay. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure that they offered him a significant amount of money to try and stay. And he didn't, I mean, you know, obviously he turned him down and, and who knows all the circumstances, you know, behind that. But what I'm trying to say is that if you were willing to throw the money at him that they were, like, you can get a good roster for some of that money. Like you can get some NIL deals. Like if you're a big money donor and you were willing to do that, like yeah. donate that money to the NIL because you can go get a dude for $400,000 that could, you know, change your program. Look at, you know, Baylor Shireman at Creighton, a half a million dollar guy, Nigel Pack at Miami, you know, he's $800,000. Those are two of like the high profile transfers from last year. We don't have to get that. Right. We can get some of the smaller guys, but you can be successful in the ACC, um, not the ACC, the AAC with using the NIL money to help build your roster. And your money goes, you know, farther when you're building a basketball team than a football team. So if you're serious mm -hmm. about keeping this program going like it's it's there, you're going to have to add more talent. Look at the I was looking at the recruiting class. I, I think I shared the tweet with somebody. Um, going into next year for Memphis, right? There's a five-star. There's like three four-stars and a three-star guy showing up there. Like Memphis is serious about keeping their basketball program where it is and making it better. FAU is going to make a commitment to Dusty May. They're also going to have to make a significant investment in keeping those players in NIL money. Yeah, they're all being recruited right now. That's what, that's what everybody said. Yeah, Wichita State. They made a serious investment in Paul Mills, a guy that, you know, I thought might have been, you know, in line to maybe get a look here at North Texas and was being mentioned for the Texas Tech job, right? So they're a basketball school that's going to throw around serious weight and, and money-wise to keep their program going. So, you know, it's one thing to have, you know, Ross Hodge here and keeping the program going, but, you know, those people that were willing to donate because Grant McCaslin was here, like, no, you got to keep willing to donate that amount of money that you wanted to give. Just give it, right? And we'll be okay. Here, here, here's something, right? I think two great players that you can get um, in this era are Aaron Scott and Ruben Jones, who I'm sure are being <laughs> targeted by teams and saying, hey, you did a great job in the NIT. How about you come do it over here and do it in the NCAA tournament? And we got nice facilities, and you'll have a big crowd, and this and that and the other. And we got a nice fat check for you over here because my our, our friendly donor right here. Look at that! Look at that limo he's sitting in, right? Um, I'm sure some of that's happening. And look, I think that nobody's gonna love Aaron Scott, Ruben Jones like North Texas is gonna love Aaron Scott, Ruben Jones, right? Because you know we've seen him the whole time. I don't um, know if those are like if 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 you said they were gonna go to Texas Tech. I don't know if they're a starter at Texas Tech. I don't know if they're a starter at a, a major program. They're a starter maybe at another mid-major that, you know, like, like Adam, maybe Creighton, maybe not. But, I mean, they're going to be loved here. I agree with you that they need to be, like, that's priority one for Ross Hodge is you got to keep Aaron Scott and you got to keep Ruben Jones because they are the foundation to the future. I, I was thinking about it today. I was like, the guys that they bring in for next year, 
they need to learn the ways of the program of the culture from those dudes yeah. so that it can, it can carry on. Right. That's mm-hmm. where, that's where this program has been successful. It's been, you know, T-Bell and, and Hamlet and James Reese passing it on, you know, to Tyler Perry, to Ruben, to Aaron Scott. Right. And now they carried it on and now we need them to pass it on to that next group of players. So it wouldn't all surprise me. Uh, maybe not surprised, but I wouldn't mind if Ross Hodge, the transfers that they tried to look at were guys that had two years plus available to them. Like go out and get a, a younger group, have Aaron Scott and Ruben who are ending the nearing of their, their time here in North Texas. So they can kind of have that one year of, of transferring and, transferring that wealth of knowledge that we have over to him. And then that group can then continue to grow. So that, that's just my opinion. I don't know what he's going to do, but we'll see. Yeah. I think with that, you know, it's our, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about it on Sunday when we get some time, but that, you know, like last year we did the same thing. We, we ended the, the NIT in a loss, but it was a good effort. And then you and I got together. We we're talking about that. Like, uh, you know, Ruben Jones comes back. Uh, I think that he can be, you know, a, a 12 to 15 point per game score is what we said about him this season. He didn't quite meet that because he got injured, and then his role was different, right? Kai Huntsbury ended up stepping up. We talked about that. We didn't know there was going to be a Kai Huntsbury. We're like, we need another guy to come kind of be some a score, take some of that off of him. You know, it, here's another thing. Like, uh, Huntsbury ended up being that secondary a post creator, right? Because uh, Usman was out. You typically throw it to him. But last year that was Thomas Bell. The year before that was Zach Simmons, um, you know, and then it, sometimes Javion Hamlet before that, right? Uh, you know, like you you find guys that can fulfill a role, and then sometimes it's different guys that you already have just doing something different. Thomas Bell wasn't that creator. He wasn't getting, he wasn't initiating the offense and doing all the things he was doing, you know, when it was Javion Hamlet on the floor. Thomas Bell was just being a disruptor, right? Aaron Scott at one point in time was just a guy standing out there to stretch defense and then just kind of doing hustle stuff. And now he's been, you know, a slasher. You, you can reasonably kick it out to him. You can you can get 10 points from him, like, every night, and you're not surprised. He used to be like, hey, Aaron Scott, 10 points. Now it's like, Aaron Scott's <laughs> going to give you 10 points. You know, you know, he can do that. Um, and so, you know, it, it's great to see teams developing. There's a lot of moving pieces. You, you have to rebuild a new team. Even if it's the same guys, it's a new team. Right, because they're just they're different people. It's different situations, different games. You got to go earn it from the beginning all over again. So um, now I'm interested. We'll, we'll we'll cover it. We'll talk about it. We'll we'll blog about it. We'll podcast about it. Um, you know, like I said, that, that's what we're gonna do here. We'll talk about it Sunday at the very least. I'm gonna go do some more celebrating. Greg's got to go to sleep. Uh, I'm gonna post the show right now. You're listening to it. It's probably earlier in the morning. Um, you know, go mean grinding. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, NIT champs.